millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. Naturalhempoil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. Visit naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new ebooks titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. 
www.fighterflare.com. Order now. Something wicked is coming this way, and only fools are ignoring the signs. So it's time you became a financial prepper like thousands of others. Gold can travel anywhere. It's international. It's its own currency. Allocate to gold now, the timeless safe haven asset. Open an IRA with noble gold investments to physically hold coins and bars and let real, tangible gold, not just paper, save your portfolio as the economy burns again. Right now, Noble Gold Investments offers a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin with every qualified IRA. Just use the promo code code GOLD to claim your free coin and secure your family's financial future. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com now. noblegoldinvestments.com This performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals including gold involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. everyone and welcome back to another exciting episode of red pill news live want to thank everybody for hanging out with us today thank you very much for making your way in shang 1026 said that they were unsubscribed from my channel you know what's interesting is that just recently i had 188,000 subscribers and now i've got 187,000 I don't really think I say anything that's going to piss people off to the degree that they're going to unsubscribe, but I don't know. I mean, I tend to like the things I have to say, so maybe people are being unsubscribed. That's very strange. The true irony of it is, is that if I tell you right now, hey, check to make sure that you're not getting unsubscribed, you may not know because you've already been unsubscribed. Also, Michael, earlier in the chat, said, I saw you at the Super Bowl. I don't know if he was talking to me or somebody else, but I definitely wasn't at the Super Bowl. So, I don't know. But either way, we have a lot to talk about today. Good stuff happening. The feds are getting caught with their hands in the cookie jar. We got some new FOIA releases pointing out clear-cut coordination to steal the 2020 election and the FBI running ops in Atlantic City. So please do me a favor. If you haven't yet, consider hitting that like button. Maybe share out the show. I would really appreciate it. Thank you to CyberXSpeed who said, I would love to see you, Brad and Craig, do a show together outside of Badlands. I would love to do a show with Craig again as well. We'll be right back after this. Well, bad news. It sounds like the Fed has taken the punch bowl away from the party yet again because the stock market has been betting on March rate cuts, but not so fast because all three indexes just got pummeled on the news that rate cuts are off the table. Now, is this why JP Morgan and UBS are calling for a 23% drop in the S&P? Let me tell you something. This is the longest time we've ever had in history between recessions. And right now, that recession indicator is ringing off the hook. It's most severe alarm in that 40-year history. So either you think Bidenomics is working or you're buying gold. And since we all know Bidenomics isn't working, 
Isn't it time you protected your retirement by getting gold? Right now, you can call the proud Americans of the Patriot Gold Group today and do it before it's too late. All you got to do is mention me, Zach Payne, and this show, Red Pill News on Red Pill 78, and you will always get the best-in-class service from Patriots Protecting Patriots. The Patriot Gold Group has the No Fee for Life IRA, where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold and silver, and you might be eligible for for the no fee for life IRA on qualifying rollovers. So give them a call today at 888-857-6092 and request your free investor guide today. Patriot Gold Group is a consumer affairs top rated gold IRA dealer for seven years in a row. Call them today at 888-857-6092. And when you support my sponsors, you support this channel. All right. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you so much. And Sean, it is pronounced Sean. Oh, G may be the first letter of your last name. Okay, Sean. All right. So it's Sean and Michael Black. Yes. Uh, I, I First of all, Super Bowl tickets are a lot of money. Uh, so I couldn't afford to go to the Super Bowl. Um, but I am not a fan of football. I don't watch football. I, I really don't watch any sports, if I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. Uh, oftentimes, if I'm not doing the show, if I'm not preparing the show, I'm reading which is still preparing for a show, or I'm trying to hang out with Lisa, or uh, I tend to be working on the house as much as I can uh, because I'm just kind of a tinkerer. I've always wanted to make things better, no matter what they are, even if they're you know pretty much okay in their current incarnation. Uh, but I take a lot of pride in my home, and I've always uh, really enjoyed the idea of doing my own repairs and and you know upgrading things as I can. Uh, and I've owned homes for God, I mean, since my daughter was born back in uh, 2001. That was my first house that I bought, and uh, ever since then, I have always been doing my own work, basically, and uh, uh, getting things taken care of. So, no, unfortunately for me, that was not me at the Super Bowl. And uh, I don't know who it could have been because I, I wasn't watching. So I don't know. But it's OK. No offense taken. Uh, let me see here. Uh, Lisa, you said something you said you saw. You're the one who said that, dear. I'm not sure what you said, babe, but that's OK. Either way, guys, we have a lot to discuss today. And I want to begin by giving a big shout out to one of my best friends uh, in the real world and here on the program as well. And that is going to be my good friend, Mr. J.R. Majewski, because he made the headlines in the Gateway Pundit earlier today. They posted an article featuring four of the best America First candidates that are currently running in the 2024 election season for the U.S. Congress. Now, we're going to go through all four of them. And actually, it looks like Derek Evans, another good friend of the show who was on recently, was also featured. Now, these other two gentlemen, I am not that familiar with them, uh, but from what I've read uh, from the cursory investigation that I did before the show began today, I think they sound like they're great guys. So what's really interesting about this election season right here is that so many people in Congress are retiring. And one of the main messages, one of the, the thrusts of the information that I try to get across to you guys is that if we hope to fix what's going on in Washington, D.C., we can't do it by putting faith in career politicians. We do it by replacing those career politicians with America first candidates. And preferably, I want that to be people just like you. I want that to be average, everyday Americans who have skin in the game. All too often, what we'll see 
is big money politicians, people who are already rich, wealthy and powerful. They run for Congress because they have the money to run for Congress, not because they have the support, but because they can get a lot of political action committee dollars behind their names. And as a result of that, they get out there in front of the American people. They shake hands, they kiss babies, and they basically put their face and their name inside the brains of the people who are going to be casting ballots. So then if you have uh, an electorate, a group of people who are not particularly high information voters, and maybe they don't know about other candidates that are running, or they're just too busy, frankly, with the rigors of their daily lives. So they haven't done any more direct investigation into these people. They see the name, they remember the face, then they say, you know what, maybe that guy came to my house. Okay, he's, I guess he's got to be better than the person we have right now, or he's got to be better than the, 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 the person who he's running against. So I'm just going to go ahead and vote for him. What I would really want, my dream would be for every single person out there to have uh, the full complement of necessary information to be able to make a, an astute decision about who should truly be in that office. And when it comes to articles like this, uh, I think that it does uh, a lot to help people out with that. And, you know, during the 2022 election season, I had so many people on the show that were running for office because I really wanted to do everything I could to get those people out there in front of the American people and make sure that they were aware of the types of people that were running. You know, it's unfortunate because the RNC did not put money into races like this. I think that now we are going to get a new RNC head and a vice chair. We're going to talk about that in a moment. So that means we have a brand new opportunity to put that money where we need it to go. And we need it to go into the coffers of candidates like Derek, like JR, and like these other gentlemen, MAGA firebrands, people who are not just rich political elites, people who had a real job and a real career, who have been actually affected by what's been happening in this country, because I don't think that any one of us has been unaffected by the horrors of the last three years. You know, you can't get away from 17 to 30 percent inflation uh, unscathed. You, you can't make it through an entire political administration where the federal government and every agency they control is coming after you, subjugating you, working diligently to take your rights, to, to make your life as miserable as possible. Possible so that you will just kneel before them. Kneel before Zod. Well, guess what? I kneel before one man, and that is God. Not kneeling before Zod. I'm not kneeling before Joe Biden, and I'm not going to be kneeling for anyone who's here on earth that's going to try to take my rights away. So let's talk about these candidates, because these are men that I believe you need to have in your minds. And I want you to make a commitment to me. After you get off this show, I want you to go out and I want you to really do a bit of investigation about who is running in your district. Is it a same old, same old incumbent Republican who has a bad voting record, who has voted over and over again not to take care of the American people, not to take care of the border, but to send money to Ukraine and to Israel, to send money to any other place except for their home district. How often are they back in their home district? Do they live in Washington, D.C.? Is their wife back in their home district? Do they have a girlfriend or a boyfriend in D.C.? Are they hanging out with the same crowd that was trying to get Madison Cawthorn to go to cocaine-fueled orgies? We don't need those people in Washington, D.C. They can take a hike as far as I'm concerned. I want real patriots. First, 
First and foremost, I want people who are going to care about the people that they're supposed to represent. And I know that Derek and I know that Jr. are going to be two such people. So Jr. Majewski, Ohio 9, he is first on this list. JR, just want to say you're looking good. It's obvious you've been out there walking the, the streets, getting to meet people, and, uh, and, and I know you're taking care of yourself, and we need you to take care of yourself because I'm hoping that you're going to have a long and illustrious career in Washington because we need people in Washington who are actually the real deal. No more of this same old, same old Marcy Captor, political elites, the, the Washington bureaucratic D.C. swamp. Uh, J.R. has got a ton of endorsements. He's got the endorsement of J.D. Vance, who I, I honestly believe has been really good. I know a lot of us were really concerned about J.D. when he was coming in because he used to be anti-Trump. But just like a lot of other people, J.D. had an epiphany. He recognized that Donald Trump was the way forward if we were going to save America. He's also got the endorsement of, of Matt Gates, uh, Rick Grinnell, former director of national intelligence. Uh, also, President Trump's Department of Defense chief of staff and deputy director of national intelligence. One man by the name of Cash Patel. I'm sure you know Cash Patel. Representative Byron Donalds, Annie Biggs, uh, Mike Collins, Eli Crane, Bob Good, Roger Stone, General Michael Flynn, a whole bunch of uh, America First heavyweights are standing with J.R. Uh, he's also got veterans for Trump and Republicans for National Renewal and the Oil and Gas Workers Association. You know, might remember that J.R. knows a thing or two about energy production and energy production, in my opinion, is paramount if we want to bring America back from the brink. Uh, and that includes nuclear energy. That includes oil and gas. That includes coal. I mean, America is is vast and, and wealthy with natural resources. And if we're not going to take advantage of those natural resources, we're going to leaving the door open for other nations with the same resources like China, like Russia, uh, like so many other nations all around the world, they're going to go ahead and fill that gap. We need to be filling that gap ourselves. So you know JR, you love JR. He's got President Trump's endorsement and he's going to remain with President Trump's endorsement. Derek Evans, he's running in West Virginia 1. Now, Derek was just on the show uh, not so long ago, a couple of weeks, maybe a month or so ago. Uh, Derek is uh, one of the January 6th defendants, not because he committed some act of violence on January 6th, but because he was a state representative. He was in D.C. on January 6th, and they went after him to destroy him and to destroy his career and kick him out of that state house. So now he's running for the U.S. Congress, and he's got the endorsements of General Flynn, Mike Lindell, and Laura Loomer, whatever you feel. Uh, and of course, also Veterans for Trump and the Oil and Gas Workers Association. Derek is a real one. I really like Derek. If you live in West Virginia, please do a little bit of looking into him, and I think you're going to like him just as much. Go back and watch that show that we did. Uh, we've also got, oh, this was great here. Derek posted on Truth Social, uh, Donald Trump's mugshot and his mugshot, and President Trump retruthed it. Very, very cool. Uh, also, Anthony Sabatini, he's down here in Florida, Florida's 11th district. Uh, he's got the endorsements of Russ Vaught, President Donald Trump's Director of National Management and Budget. I would imagine by the end of the, the, the election season here, everyone is going to have the endorsements of President Trump. Uh, so who is Anthony Sabatini? Well, he's, uh, he's a, a former military man. He's got uh, a fair amount of legal experience under his belt. He has been serving as a Florida state legislator, uh, and he is also an outspoken Trump supporter uh, who, during the initial term that he spent in the Florida House of Representatives from 2018 to 2022, 
Uh, he was the only legislator to really hold Governor DeSantis accountable. He pushed him to go the correct way, the right way on the right policies, ranging from gun rights to immigration. So it's my understanding that Anthony had something to do with making sure that we got uh, permitless concealed carry down here. That's pretty based. I got to say it's great to be able to walk around and make sure that I am protected at any given point. Uh, let me see. Uh, Sabatini uh, is running against a 74-year-old rhino incumbent. We know Jr. is running against Marcy Captor. She's a, a, a Joe Biden-style lifelong politician, uh, doing nothing, uh, saying nothing, showing up only at the time that she needs to collect a check. Now, Sabatini is very, very close, neck and neck, with this Republican incumbent. Uh, and we're hoping that we can get that needle move just a little bit more uh, by the time that he goes into the ballot box. And then finally, we've got Brandon Gill from Texas's 26th congressional district. He's got the endorsements of President Donald J. Trump, Ted Cruz, Jim Jordan, Ronnie Jackson, Anna Paulina Luna, Corey Mills, Troy Nels, Lauren Boebert, Lance Gooden, and Warren Davidson. Also, he is endorsed by the House Freedom Caucus and the Club for Growth. He's actually the son-in-law of Dinesh D'Souza. He's married to Dinesh D'Souza's daughter. Uh, and Brandon is currently the front-runner in this race. It looks like it's his race to lose at this point. Uh, now, he specifically uh, was involved with the film Police State that Dinesh D'Souza did. He was the executive producer on that. Uh, and he's actually suing the FBI for violating his rights, as well as the rights of other people who have been stampeded by what has become an increasingly tyrannical and fascistic government uh, in Washington, D.C. So if you live in any of these areas, hopefully you already know about these gentlemen. But if not, maybe now you know a little something else. And uh, I would love to hear from you. If you have an America First candidate who's running in your congressional district and you have a connection to them, you want to put me in touch with them, by all means, please go ahead and do that. Millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's www.naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. NaturalHempOil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.NaturalHempOil.com. That's www.NaturalHempOil.com. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. 
Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Between mass shootings, homicides, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjacking, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight includes an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope and wire cutter, siren, high and low LED lighting modes, and much more. Simply place your order now to get 66% off along with many other free bonuses before they sell out by going to www.fighterflare.com. Order now at www.fighterflare.com. Fighterflare.com. A human catastrophe is closing in. Nobody knows how far this one is going to go. You can feel the heat as tension is rising globally. War is expensive. Open a Noble Gold Investments IRA today, and you can claim a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin. Just use the promo code GOLD. Go to NobleGoldInvestments.com now. Past performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. Because if there's anything I can do to help them get elected, I want to go ahead and do that. All right. Let me uh, also cyber X speed. Um, you know, Craig is uh, is semi retired, basically. I mean, he's got his own show that he does infrequently, um, but he's basically working at his day job as an accountant and he's got several children now. Uh, so that's really the thrust of, um, of of Craig's life at this point. I do miss doing shows with Craig and I love doing shows with Brad as well. But you know, the thing is, Brad is also a, a, a big help on the back end of the Badlands stuff. He, he does a lot of the uh, the prepping for the shows and getting everything ready. Uh, so his life is pretty full as well. I will talk to Brad and I will talk to Craig and I will suggest it to them that we need to do some kind of a reunion show or something because I would be totally down for it. I'd love to do that. Uh, and thank you to Porpoiseful. Uh, thank you to NetFolks. Thank you to Just Duckies. And thank you to uh, FilterDog1 who says Team Taco. I'm Team Taco all the way. I'll be totally honest with you. All right. So this is a big week, guys. You know, I mean, I've reported plenty on what's happening with the Fannie Willis situation. And the Fannie Willis situation is inextricably tied to the situation that President Trump is going through right now. This is kind of, as they say, a make or break week for President Trump in four cases that he's facing in four different jurisdictions. Uh, this, these decisions that we see coming down this week are, are going to really decide whether or not we're going to see these trials postponed uh and maybe if some of them are just going to get dropped altogether, maybe if the lawyers uh, presiding over them are going to get kicked off the case, or maybe uh, if, uh, if if the whole thing will be moot because he's going to win the presidency and then uh, there will be no need for him to defend himself in court because, once again, he will have immunity. I can't imagine a hostile Justice Department bringing charges against a, uh, a sitting president. That just does not seem uh, to make any sense at all. Of course, the situation we find ourselves in now really doesn't seem to make any sense either. But 
obviously these deep state swamp rats are pretty desperate. Uh, they need to do everything they can to try to stop Donald Trump from making it to the finish line and from winning that 2024 election. I mean, first and foremost, we're in the midst right now of him attempting to dismiss the election interference case. This is the one that Donald Trump has requested the Supreme Court justices take a look at because he just got that horrible ruling in the appeals court suggesting that the, the D.C. Court of Appeals wants to find him having no immunity, no immunity whatsoever. So. Again, as I've said before, that would mean if President Trump has no immunity, then that would mean every president that came before him and every president that comes after him, they would have no immunity either. Uh, so President Trump has asked the Supreme Court to put a stay on that lower court's decision, uh, which if they don't, then it would allow Tanya Chuckin's trial to move forward. This is the case there in Washington, D.C., uh, President Trump, if he is able to gain a stay on that trial, a postponement, then that would potentially push it out beyond the election. And as I said, any sort of court proceeding would be moot at that point. Now, there is no reason the Supreme Court should have to feel the pressure to make a decision in any sort of uh, uh, speedy time frame. You know, the the last decision that they considered, uh, they did expedite it. But in this case, it doesn't have the same sort of, oh, I don't know, uh, expediency that is necessary. I mean, the issue before, you know, President Trump uh, staying on the ballot or being able to be kicked off by individual states, you know, that that's highly relevant because we're in the midst of primary season. So they understood the importance of it. They they moved it up as quickly as possible. Uh, but when it comes to the, the Washington, D.C. case, you know, the idea of President Trump having uh, ultimate immunity – that's something they may just, you know, push off uh, until some point in the future and, and they don't feel like having to get their hands dirty. Again, it would be mute if he if moot, not mute, moot if he ends up winning and then uh, and then everything is basically going to be taken care of on its own. Now, Fannie Willis in uh, Georgia on Thursday, this is where uh, we're seeing that motion to disqualify her and to get her kicked off the racketeering case. Uh, and if that happens, well, then the entire case itself is going to be in jeopardy. Uh, remember, she is accused of not only lying about her sexual relationship with her underling, an employee that she chose to pay a lot more than the other people, but also from benefiting financially from that uh, that arrangement that she made with Nathan Wade, who, of course, would not have been hired if it wasn't for the fact that she was in charge of that office. So Judge Scott McAfee had yesterday indicated that it's likely that she could be disqualified based upon the evidence that we've seen. So the evidence that's going to be presented on Thursday is going to be very important. Uh, McAfee said the state has admitted a relationship existed and what remains to be seen is the existence and extent of any financial benefit. Again, if there even was one. And as I said yesterday, I think it's uh, it, it's it's undoubtedly very, very clear. The information is there. There's no way that you can say that Fannie Willis did not financially benefit when her boyfriend was buying her trips and, and cruises and, and first at, first class airfare and flying her all over the place. So this evidence you're hearing is going to get to the heart of these allegations, and it's going to give us a better idea of what direction this Georgia case is going to take. Now, in that filing that Michael Roman had uh, given to the court on Friday, uh, he claims to have a witness that's going to contradict everything that Fannie Willis and Nathan Wade have said. So at this hearing on Thursday, uh, this 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 judge is then going to consider various motions from President Trump and from Nathan Wade. 
excuse me, from Michael Roman. Uh, and the the order of the evidence that's going to be presented is also going to be highly relevant and uh, fairly interesting as well. Uh, now, there's also a hearing on Thursday, which I don't know if President Trump is going to be at this one or if he's going to be down in Georgia. But uh, the the judge in that case is going to be considering motions stemming from those alleged hush money payments that President Trump made to Stormy Daniels. Uh, and that one is also going to make a decision on when that trial is going to take place or whether it's going to get pushed back like everything else. So the Georgia case uh, said that President the, the lawyer on the Georgia case said that President Trump is going to be attending court in New York on Thursday rather than in Georgia. Uh, and then the motions that are going to be considered there uh, are going to be whether or not uh, President Trump should have this case tossed as well, because, they, of course, the legal team for President Trump claims that there has been a prejudicial statements that have been made in the public. And obviously, the whole impetus behind the case is simply to uh, influence the public to destroy his presidential campaign. And then, of course, we also have the case with Judge Eileen Cannon down in Florida. Uh, yesterday, there was a non-public hearing that was held in that case. Uh, President Trump did attend. Now, Eileen Cannon is currently weighing whether or not President Trump is going to have the luxury of postponing a number of certain pretrial deadlines, which the special counsel's office is, say is simply a bid to delay the trial as long as possible. But that's the name of the game in uh, in, in law. Obviously, the Prosecution wants a case to happen as quickly as possible. The defendant wants to push it out as far as they possibly can because that gives the defendant's legal team uh, that much more time to review the evidence and to, uh, you know, sort of craft a, a defense against whatever it is uh, they're being charged with. Now, uh, we spoke about Fannie Willis's likely testimony, and I just mentioned that witness that Michael Roman is going to be bringing in. He's going to be testifying uh, to a very different story than what Willis and Wade have already written in their filings that were put into the record just about a week ago. And we don't know yet whether or not Fannie Willis is actually going to be called to say anything at all. Scott McAfee, Judge Scott McAfee yesterday said that it's all going to depend on the testimony from witnesses that come before Fannie Willis. So he's going to be considering at that time also a motion specifically whether or not he should disqualify Fannie Willis. And he's already stated that based upon the evidence he's seen so far, it's likely she could be disqualified. And also uh, during that meeting, the hearing yesterday, uh, he put off on ruling whether or not Fannie Willis can quash that subpoena, which is going to require her to testify. So essentially on Thursday, when they meet again and they hear from additional witnesses, he's going to decide at that time uh, whether or not Fannie Willis is going to be called to testify. He did say specifically, we are not talking about calling Miss Willis as the first witness, and we need to get over a few procedural hurdles before we can get there. Now, Terrence Bradley is the friend of Nathan Wade. He's his former law partner and, and a former attorney uh, during a petition from this divorce case. Bradley also earned $74,480 from the district attorney's office between May and June of 2022. 
What's interesting is that, again, there was no disclosure of that pre-existing relationship. Fannie Willis and Nathan Wade were dating at this time. In fact, they were having a clandestine affair. Nathan Wade was cheating on his wife with Fannie Willis. And Terry Bradley just happens to get a job with the Fulton County District Attorney's Office. Wow, that seems a little convenient. Uh, Also, Michael Roman's attorney, Ashley Merchant, said in her filing on Friday that Bradley, along with a number of other witnesses, when they testify, are going to refute the claim that Nathan Wade and Fannie Willis had that their relationship did not begin until after the contract with the district attorney's office started. So if anybody would know, it would be the people that were surrounding Fannie Willis and Nathan Wade. And this is where the information that is presented early in that hearing is going to be crucial. Because if Judge Scott McAfee forces Fannie Willis to go last in a long line of witnesses, and those witnesses that come before her uh, impeach her, essentially. They testify to something other than what she put on the record in her landmark filing. It was like 176 pages or something like that. Then it's going to put her into a very difficult position, because then she's going to be confronted with someone else's story, and if she then testifies to something different than what she said previously when she swore to the court that the things that Michael Roman had uncovered were not true, then it could mean a lot more than her getting tossed off this case. I I mean, it, it could end up leading to the end of her legal career. Now, Merchant had written in her legal filing that Bradley had personal knowledge that Willis and Wade actually lived together at a number of different points, first in Fannie Willis's home and then later at an apartment where Willis's friend and former employee Robin Yurdy had also previously lived and then at a safe house in Fulton County, which was allegedly rented for Willis. That safe house sounds like some sort of a home that would be in the county's name so that Fannie Willis would not have to worry about any sort of retribution or if anyone that she was prosecuting was to figure out where she lived. So that also sounds like she is profiting off of the relationship between her and Nathan Wade because he was married again at the time. And so they were able to go have these clandestine sexual rendezvous without anybody knowing exactly where they were. And of course, it made it easier for Nathan Wade to cheat on his wife. Now, of course, the district attorney's office claims that Michael Roman and Ashley Merchant, his lawyer, are not bringing new facts. They say that they are not bringing new law. It's only new gossip. And the court should not condone this practice. They want to shut down Michael Roman and any of his witnesses before Fannie Willis even has an opportunity to get on the stand. This is why I think this is going to go bad for Fannie Willis. I mean, of course, she doesn't want anyone to testify to anything other than what she's saying. So for her to ask the court, hey, just trust me, Scott, just trust me, because they also have a pre-existing relationship. They've worked together on a number of things in the past. But I think that Judge Scott McAfee, Uh, He understands just how bad this whole situation is. And so that's why he's having Fannie Willis go last. Let's hear from everybody else. And then, Fannie, you're going to get up on the stand and you're going to have to either back up your story that you already told us last week. Or you're going to have to slightly change that story and hope for the best. Well, now, I had said in this earlier 
set of stories. We have the hearing in New York, and then we also have the hearing in Georgia. Well, there is another report that says that President Trump actually plans to attend that hearing in Georgia. Now, President Trump is uh, essentially, uh, he's like a superhuman, right? I mean, he could probably go to that case, the, uh, the, the hearing in New York, jump on his private jet, come straight down to Georgia, and still make it in time for this hearing in Georgia. And I, I, I think that if he can do that or if he needs to do that, he probably will. But likely when he appears in Georgia, I guess he's he's going to be trolling Fannie Willis. Now, can you imagine Fannie Willis with that look on her face sitting there in the courtroom uh, just waiting for her turn to come up there and 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 back up the sort the story, the sordid story that she's already told the court about her affairs and the conduct unbecoming that she has engaged in. And President Trump uh, simply sitting back and smiling in the way that he does. So he's rumored to be planning that trip uh, and showing up at this contentious hearing. Obviously, it is a big deal. Uh, and with these allegations against Fannie Willis, she really is going to be very lucky if she's still legally able to practice law at the end of the day. So Fannie Willis, her office also is being accused of intentionally withholding information. It's not like she forgot. She willfully chose not to report the relationship. She willfully chose not to report the financial remuneration that she was receiving from that relationship. And then don't forget, we have whistleblowers. I don't know if they're going to be testifying on Thursday or if they're just going to testify in the Senate hearings, but whistleblowers who claim that Fannie Willis has misappropriated both state and federal funds. When you start stealing from Uncle Sam, they really, really don't like it. So uh, as soon as I know what time this hearing is going to be uh, uh, actually uh, broadcast, uh, I will put a notice out. I will go ahead and uh, and show it here on the channel. Hopefully we're going to get some juicy stuff out of it. Uh, but it's the sort of hearing that you just can't get away from. When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill which may never exist. But believe it or not, I may have found the next best thing. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviewers can't be wrong. Simply place your order now to get 51% off along with many other free bonuses before they sell out by going to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com. www.trimwithus.com. Order now. It has to happen. This is like uh, uh, Fannie Willis in a car with no brakes, and she's hurtling headlong at 70 miles an hour into a brick wall. And standing at the end on that brick wall is one Donald John Trump, and he's just waiting to see what happens. All right. Thomas thinks that there are at least two Trumps, maybe more. Well, I mean, it is a known fact that people in positions of power, politicians, uh, even just CEOs and stuff, they will often have body doubles. Um, I don't know. I, I've heard people consider that as a possibility before, but I, I I feel like I do a lot of observation on President Trump, especially when he shows up at uh, at an event. And I haven't seen any differences that I could specifically point out. Like yesterday when John and I were talking about clones and we were talking about the body doubles for Putin and obviously for Hillary. We've talked about those here on the show before. Um, 
There are certain indicators that I could point to. I welcome anybody who thinks that they have found uh, a an identifying feature that we can use to point out that, hey, maybe President Trump does have a double. I don't know. I'd love to hear about it, though. Uh, oh, he says one of the speeches in New Hampshire didn't look like the real Trump. The other one did just the way it looked to me. OK, um, I'll go ahead and check it out. But thanks. Thanks for dropping that in the chat. Appreciate it. Uh, filter dog one. Thank you very much for dropping that cookie over there as well, you guys. Uh, and if you guys are just arriving and you have not yet, I say that 90% of you have not yet, please consider hitting that like button. It's the thumbs up. It's right below the video window. It really does help us out. It really does uh, help me get onto the leaderboard. The more often I can get on the leaderboard, the more often that people will be exposed to the show, the more often we can get new eyes here on the truth and help to bring information that is a quality to the masses. So, uh, earlier, or excuse me, late last week, we, we were kind of toying with the idea of Ronna Romney McDaniel stepping down from her position at the RNC. Uh, President Trump allegedly went and visited her, and then the rumor uh, began to spin up even more. Uh, strangely enough, later on that day, Ronna Romney McDaniel sent an email out to the RNC members and said, hey, rumors of my uh, my stepping down have been greatly overstated. I'm not going anywhere. So tell me then. Why is it that President Trump has officially endorsed another person to be the chair of the RNC and not only the chair, but he's also endorsing Laura Trump, his daughter-in-law, as co-chair? Now, Michael Watley is the man that he's put forward to be considered as the RNC chair, and we're going to learn a little bit about Michael Watley in this segment. So he's currently the chairman of the North Carolina Republican Party, uh, and obviously anybody other than Ron Ron. McDaniel would be awesome. Uh, I have a difficult time believing that at this point, uh, understanding what's at stake, seeing, having seen firsthand what's gone wrong in the Republican Party over the last couple of years, that President Trump will put someone forward uh, that isn't going to be a superstar. Now, if you're a North Carolina resident and you know something about Michael Watley that I don't, I invite you to also send me an email, redpill78 at proton.me. Now, Alongside the endorsement of Michael Watley and his daughter-in-law, Laura Trump, as the co-chair of the RNC, uh, he has also nominated Chris Lasavita, who would be his uh, co-campaign manager, to take over the role of the RNC chief operating officer. Lasavita is expected to continue to work in his role on President Trump's campaign uh, simultaneously, concurrently. Uh, and, of course, these uh, appointments, well, excuse me, these endorsements, rather, for these appointments come at a critical time. Because we're really beginning to gear up now for the primary season. And if our candidates do not have the support of the RNC, if Ronna Romney McDaniel continues to spend Republican money on floral arrangements and limousines and first class airfare, then we're never going to beat these Democrat swamp rats in any of the races where the DNC pours all of their money into voter lists, where they pour all of their money into outreach. These are the things that we need to be doing. So what's really especially interesting about this is is the uh, the endorsement of Lara Trump. You know, obviously, Lara, although she's not a blood relative of Donald Trump, she is very close. She's an an integral and an important part of the Trump team, the whole Trump family. And I don't think President Trump would ask for her to be there 
if she wasn't going to act as a sort of counterweight to whoever else might end up in the chair spot. And, of course, there's also the possibility that Michael Watley maybe gets passed over. What if something happens to Michael Watley? Well, that would mean that, uh, excuse me, Laura Trump would end up stepping up and taking over the position. And if we have a Trump family member who's controlling the RNC, I would be 100 percent certain that America First candidates would be getting the attention that they deserve and the recognition that they deserve. So President Trump put out this statement. The RNC must be a good partner in the presidential election. It must do the work we expect from the National Party and do it flawlessly. There's no excuse if they don't. That means helping to ensure fair and transparent elections across the country, getting out the vote everywhere, even in parts of the country where it won't be easy. There is no whining in politics, okay? If it's not easy, it doesn't matter. You've still got boots on the ground. You need to do outreach. And, of course, working with my campaign as the Republican presumptive nominee for president to win this election and make America great again. Now, for these reasons, I think my friend Michael Watley should be the RNC's next leader. Michael has been with me from the beginning. He's done a great job in his home state of North Carolina and is committed to election integrity, which we must have to keep fraud out of our election so it can't be stolen. First and foremost, that is the most paramount issue that I can imagine. And obviously, Ronna McDaniel has simply not been focused on that. The modern-day RNC, under her tutelage, has not been focused on that. We need someone in that position who is going to go headlong fighting unfair and uh, unfree elections. And then, of course, my very talented daughter-in-law, Laura Trump, has agreed to run as the RNC co-chair. Laura is an extremely talented communicator and is dedicated to all that MAGA stands for. She has told me she wants to accept this challenge and would be great. And then he mentions Chris La Savita. This is a group of three highly talented, battle-tested, and smart individuals. They have my complete and total endorsement to lead the RNC. Now, uh, as I stated, McDaniel met with President Trump for two hours at Mar-a-Lago just days after the annual meeting. That must have been a difficult meeting, both the meeting with Trump and then, of course, the meeting with the uh, the National Party. Uh, and uh, she was offered at that time to step down after the South Carolina uh, primary so that she could make way for the person that President Trump wants leading the party. Now, since she took over in 2017, the supposed grip on power that the RNC should have maintained has loosened quite a bit, and the Democrat swamp rats have really risen up. And then, of course, there have been way too many rhinos who have risen to positions of power in leadership as well. So we're looking to replace Ronna Romney McDaniel. I think that is uh, something that we have to do. In this election season, it's not just about changing out the president. It is, it is about changing of the guard all across the board. We need people who will lead this country and who will fight for this country. Donald Trump is one such individual, and I trust Donald Trump on his endorsements as we move through these other races. Now, obviously, I don't trust Joseph Robinette Biden. And after that disastrous display, that that press conference the other day, after the release of the report by special counsel, her, a lot of people, both on the right and in the establishment media, have been asking the question, you know, why the hell is Joe Biden still in this race? 
you know, a lot of people have thought, yeah, well, he's controlled, uh, you know, but it doesn't seem like they want him there any more than we want him there. Uh, but now I have to say, uh, I really do actually want Joe Biden there because he's the best candidate that Donald Trump could be running against. I think that Joe Biden's hubris, his uh, narcissism will not allow him to step away and it won't allow him to hear the cries from the people in his own party telling him to get the hell out of the way so somebody else can come in there. So the White House is confirming that with Joe Biden's upcoming physical examination, which I can't imagine is going to go all that well, he seems to be rather frail and infirmed, there will not be a cognitive test. And as far as I know, Joe Biden has never taken a cognitive test since he has been residing at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. His physician, Kevin O'Connor, said that he will not advise Biden to undergo a neurological exam or a cognitive test as part of his belated February 16th annual physical. Apparently, O'Connor doesn't believe it's necessary. Well, uh, which Joe Biden are you speaking with, Dr. O'Connor? I mean, are you watching the same clips that the rest of us are? Uh, despite egregious memory lapses observed by special counsel Rob Herr, Dr. O'Connor appears to be firmly on the payroll and doing exactly what the Bidens tell him to do. Uh, he's been the only doctor that I know of to oversee President Biden's or excuse me, resident Biden's medical evaluations. Uh, and he stated that he just doesn't think it's something that he needs to do. Uh, obviously, he's getting a big paycheck. Uh, he doesn't want his job to go away. If Biden is removed from the office of the presidency, well, then perhaps he would be removed as well. And he would be moving on to greener pastures, so to speak. Now, I think that no matter whether it's the physical or the mental exam, Joe Biden's not going to be able to pass it. He's not going to be able to 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 sail through with flying colors. I mean, the man appears to be getting weaker by the day, frailer by the day, less sharp by the day. And yesterday, Joe Biden was boarding Marine One, uh, and apparently he hit his head. And that obviously is not sparking any excitement among the press corps or among the uh, the general public at large. So he was departing from Delaware, heading back to D.C. Uh, this was just before the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl began, I guess. Uh, and once he got back to D.C., uh, there was video footage that was taken showing him Self essentially uh, hurting himself once again. So let's get a little bit of comic relief. And is there no sound? Hold on, let me. Doesn't say it's muted. Okay, I guess there must be no. Here's Joe Biden coming out of the. I mean, it's kind of a low blow, kind of a cheap I get it. But I also feel it's pretty important to underscore his frailty and his general inability to leave. This is why I want him to remain president. Like, people want him to Malachi. I want them to remember him. I want them to remember Joe Biden. Criminal and general pressure. I want you know, all of this this uh right here joe biden in a tone deaf video released after the super bowl um attempting to pander to uh, black americans he he went to uh, a black family's home father and two young boys 
uh, and he brought fried chicken and burgers. It, you know, I mean, it just you you guys understand. I mean, this this just this seems disingenuous. It's like, oh, what would black people like? Okay, well, let's go get fast food and talk about getting shot and talking about sports. That's exactly what he does. We know that black America has largely turned away from Joe Biden. They have largely turned away from the Democrat Party. You know, the spell that was cast by the Democrat Party, and I firmly believe that in, in all literal senses, there was likely some form of black magic at play. I think that there has long been a, a stranglehold on the minds and the hearts of black Americans. They were told, just as Joe Biden said, if you don't vote Biden, well, then you ain't black. If you don't hate Trump, well, then you ain't black. Uh, if you don't stay in your place, well, then you ain't black. So I don't know who is running Joe Biden's campaign. I don't know who told him that this would be a good idea. But buying fried chicken for a, an African-American family and uh, eating it with them around their dinner table and pretending like you know them, uh, it seems very, very disingenuous. So let's go ahead and watch it. And I'd love to get your thoughts. This is still up. Hold on. Hold on. I know what's wrong. Yeah, hold <laughs> I want the root of making sure I had the humor. So tell me. Okay, so first of all, like the disparity in the energy level between these two young kids and the adult father and Joe Biden. My God, it's 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 like the Grand Canyon. All right. Uh, Joe Biden is on one side and the kids and the dad are on the other. Uh, They do not seem too comfortable to be sharing the dinner table with Joe Biden. And Joe Biden is so slow and frail sounding. He sounds like he's going to fall apart at any moment. So. He says, so tell me about you guys. About you guys. What you doing these days? Why don't you share about your passion in sports? I'm playing AAU basketball right now. Are you really? Are you guard? Yes, sir. Now, what grade are you in? Seventh grade. Seventh grade. Right now I'm just doing basketball, playing guard on the JV team for my school. How about the school? How are y'all doing in school? You should tell the president about the school. Favorite thing about it is the business academy I'm in. We get to like travel, so we've been to like NC State, uh, Wake Tech, and we, we, yeah, we went to this small dry club. He looked like he almost choked on the hamburger that he was eating. Also, I want you to take special note of the Botox in the upper portion of his forehead um, because the thing doesn't move. I mean, you know, he's had that skin stretched and, and sewn up so many times. I don't know how much of it is, is even his anymore, to be quite honest with you. But Joe Biden acts when this video begins like he knows these people. He's never been to these people's house. Joe Biden doesn't have any pre-existing relationship with these people, and it's just not a normal thing. Joe Biden who wrote the 1994 crime bell incarcerating more black men than any other public official in history wants to show up and talk basketball and fried chicken with this young black family. In business, and it's just, it's cool, it's a great experience. I'm impressed. Is that a new program in school? Yes, sir, it is. It just started just a couple of years ago. You know how much this guy loves you. You can just feel it, can't you? Yes, sir. Your dad jumped in front of a bull for you. 
Father, read that. And doesn't I mean isn't that like a tone deaf sort of analogy? Oh, you, your your dad would stop the world for you. Your dad would get you into law school. You know, I mean, think about the things that Joe Biden might say to anybody else. You know, but oh, he's got to be he's got to be normal. He's got to be folksy. You know, he's got to be uh, you know part of this neighborhood. Oh, you know, these are the kinds of things that you kids have to deal with. So let's talk about getting shot. It's hard to raise once you're a teenager. We're hard to raise. So you gotta- and he says we're hard to raise. Like. He's a teenager. I remember it was only 70 years ago that I was a teenager. And let me tell you, I was a I was a, a, a youngster. Be patient with us, you know what I mean? I <laughs> patient. All kinds of cringe. All kinds of cringe. Of course, it wasn't as bad as the infamous corn pop video. Remember that? Remember Joe Biden uh, putting on that? Uh, that uh, that that fake accent talking about getting to a knife fight with Corn Pop. At this point, I think that Corn Pop actually was trying to save the children at this pool from being allegedly molested by Joe Biden. And by the way, you know, I sit on the stand and it get hot. I got a lot of I got hairy legs that turn that 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 that, that, that turn uh, um, blonde in the sun. And the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down so it was straight and then watch the hair come back up again. They'd look at it. So I learned about roaches. I learned about kids jumping on my lap. And I've loved kids jumping on my lap. (laughs) I still don't get it. I still don't get it. I learned about roaches. I learned about kids jumping on my lap. Like... It does not make any sense. There is no context in which I can put that statement to have it make sense. And then, of course, the infamous Charlemagne interview. But I tell you, if you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump and you ain't black. Man, I still cannot believe that statement came out of his mouth. And, of course, here's Joe Biden with the hero of the Democrat Party and the Ku Klux Klan, one Robert Byrd, former Grand Dragon of the Ku Klux Klan. And, of, of course, it's storied and long history with the Democrat Party. Uh, you don't want to be a part of that, you guys. You simply don't want to be a part of that. And uh, you don't really want to know anything about roaches. Uh, I'll tell you what. Uh, and the idea of Little kids hanging all over Joe Biden as a young man just puts a bad taste in my mouth. I would think this would put a bad taste in the White House's mouth, but apparently they are considering releasing the transcript of Joe Biden's interview with the special counsel. I just want to remind everyone, Robert Hurd took selected statements and placed them in context with all sorts of exposition around them. I mean, even though he admitted that Joe Biden was a frail and feeble old man with a bad memory, failing faculties and somebody that could not be prosecuted because he's essentially a dementia patient. Uh, Joe Biden was he was questioned for like a five hour session, like two and a half hours one day, two and a half hours the next day. So I can only imagine during that five hour session how many instances of that failing intellect was put on display for the entire room to see. Can you guys imagine how uncomfortable that would be to have to 
hang out in that situation. You guys, I also forgot at the beginning of the show to say thank you to a couple of viewers uh, who had sent me some stuff. Uh, I want to say thank you very much to Lonely German. He sent us uh, a couple of bumper stickers, and he also sent me uh, a couple of tie-dyed shirts that he had made. Got one for me and one for Lisa. We are going to wear them to the beach. I appreciate you there, buddy. Thank you, Lonely German. Uh, Also, Fredo sent Lisa a card for her birthday, so thank you very much. And Q&A Holes, they sent me a whole bunch of stickers, and they also sent me this uh, Donald Trump statuette giving the finger i don't know oh and it says pilled on the back look at that in conjunction with pilled.net but q a holes they are uh, another podcast you can find their work on pilled.net and uh, i just wanted to say thank you everybody for sending that stuff over but getting back to the story a five-hour transcript of Joe Biden giving what is probably one of the most uncomfortable interviews of his life, likely in the presence of a lawyer uh, advising him on what to answer and what not to answer. Uh, I would imagine that this test, this uh, specific transcript is going to have quite a few gems in it. So the idea that the White House is planning to release it, I can only imagine it's going to hurt Biden more than it's going to help him. Of course, they think that, you know, well, I mean, whoever wants to release it, I don't even know who they are at this point. I, I don't know. I don't know who's in charge here. I, I, I don't know who's actually making the decisions. I have to believe there's probably like different factions that feel different ways and there's probably people in the White House who are saying, no, do not release that transcript. And then other people are saying, no, no, we got to get that out. We got to get out there, you know, maybe to sabotage him or maybe because they think that it'll make the American people feel better about it. But uh, this is this is not one of those arguments that they're going to win at this point. I, I don't think it's going to work, um, although Corrine Jean-Pierre continues to try uh, she is obviously always out there at that podium going to bat for Joe Biden. And there's been a lot of questions from the press corps about Joe Biden's advanced age, not only his mental faculties, but also his physical abilities. She claimed yesterday that the 81 year old president does more in one hour than most people do in a day. If the insinuation is, you know, the number of times that he falls in an hour, perhaps. I mean, I can't imagine Joe Biden getting much done. Think about how long it took him to ask those kids, uh, you know, about their lives. I mean, there, there's no way uh, the 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 pool reporters in the White House press corps understand uh, without fail that Joe Biden's memory uh, and his his mental acuity is just not what it used to be. It hasn't been what it used to be, not since he's been running and, you know, occupying the White House. Again, Robert Hur said he's a sympathetic, well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory. That is not the kind of person that you want making decisions about hitting the button and nuclear codes. So, Uh, The report again, we have also considered that at trial, Mr. Biden would likely present himself to the jury as he did during our interview of him as a sympathetic, well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory based on our direct interactions with and observations of him. He is someone for whom many jurors will want to identify reasonable doubt. Even though there is no reasonable doubt, he actually broke the law in the course of this of this uh, this this comedy of errors. It would be difficult to convince a jury that they should convict him. Probably would be in Washington, D.C., but you take that trial out to the heartland and people are going to have no problem throwing Joe Biden in Gitmo. Uh, and then a former president well into his 80s of a serious felony that requires a mental state 
of willfulness. Joe Biden was willing. He was more than willing. He did it all on purpose. This is well before his mind gradually started to slip away. But the idea that he does more in one hour than he does in a day, I just don't think that anybody's buying that. Now, if the insinuation is that Joe Biden is selling out America more times in a single hour than anybody else does in an entire day, that I will believe. And wouldn't you know it, Tony Bobolinsky has reared his head after what is essentially four years of silence now. I've reached out to Tony Bobolinsky in that time. I would love to interview this guy. It would be so incredible to get him here and ask him all these questions. But you know who did get an interview? Well, that would be congressional investigators. And he had quite a few things to say when he sat down for that interview and questioning earlier today. Uh, of course, if you don't know, then let me remind you, Tony Bobolinsky was a former business partner of Hunter Biden. He was testifying before the House Oversight Committee behind closed doors today, which means he's going to be under oath. They're going to be able to ask him about the most sensitive questions they may have, specifically related to national security as it pertains to Joe Biden selling out America. These are the most damning sorts of things that Joe Biden did uh, as he was active as as he was active in a role in public service. Uh, So this is for the impeachment inquiry. And if the question is high crimes and misdemeanors, which ones did he commit? Tony Bobolinsky is going to be one of those guys who can put his finger right on it. So he, he was uh, he came out during the the 2020 election as a, an outspoken critic of the Biden family. And I don't think he's ever gone back on that. Uh, but the media has largely ignored the whistleblower uh, uh, statements that he has made because obviously they've been covering for Joe Hunter and the rest of the Biden crime family. Uh, back in September of 2022, Bob accused the FBI of burying all the information that he gave them on the Biden crime family. We actually have a copy of Tony Bobolinsky's opening statement from earlier today. Let me pull this up and we're going to read it. All right. Uh, let's see. Chairman, ranking members and members of Congress. Thank you for this opportunity to speak with you. I am happy that the American people will finally hear the facts and evidence that I have been trying to outline for over four years all backed up and supported by emails, texts, documents, records, pictures, and other evidence. The fact that we are going to discuss here today are important for America's national security, and I can only hope that everyone in this room and all representatives and officers of the U.S. government take them seriously. My name is Tony Bobolinsky. I am a proud American citizen who was honorably served in the United States in several capacities for over six years. I was an officer in the United States Navy's Elite Naval Nuclear Power Training Command as a decorated Master Training Specialist Instructor. I later served as the command's chief technology officer, where I held a Q clearance, a Q security clearance from the Department of Energy and from the National Security Agency, the NSA. Tony Bobolinsky was in the NSA. I did not know that. When I left NNPTC, I was the number one ranked direct input officer in the entire command in my final Navy fitness report, or FITREP. I'm here today out of duty to God and country in a nonpartisan manner with only one party in mind, the party I served with honor and gratitude, 
the United States of America. While I have made a few campaign contributions over the years to Democrats, such as Congressman Ro Khanna, a member of the Oversight Committee, I am not a political person. I come from a family with a long history of distinguished service in our nation's military. I grew up the son of a career naval officer, Commander Robert Bobulinski, who I loved dearly. I could not be prouder of my father's long and distinguished service to our great nation. His father, Alex Bobulinski, served our country in the Air Force for four years. I am also the grandson of Army Intelligence Officer Colonel Fred B. Keller Jr., who for more than 37 years fearlessly defended the United States all over the world and served in three different wars. My only brother, retired Commander Mike Bobulinski, is a 28-year combat-serving naval flight officer, and my only sister, Stasha Bobulinski, has spent the last 18 years serving U.S. military veterans across the country through the Veterans Administration to demonstrate her and our family's gratitude to everyone who has risked their lives defending America. I share my extensive U.S. military roots and background with you because they are the lens through which I view this exceptional country and my responsibility to it and my and my family in the public eye to tell the truth before you today. Uh, that comes at a great cost to my privacy and to my personal security and that of my family, among other things. However, I am happy to pay that cost. I am blessed to have been born and to grow up in the greatest country on earth. I take that seriously. Having been to over 53 countries around the world, I say that with the highest confidence. Now, for nearly four years, I have tried to tell the American people the truth about serious corruption at the top of our government. In return, I have been falsely accused of being a purveyor of Russian disinformation and a political surrogate. My contentious efforts to inform the American people of the facts have been actively suppressed by both the United States government and the so-called mainstream media. I want to be crystal clear. From my direct personal experience and from what I have subsequently come to learn, it is clear to me that Joe Biden was the brand behind being sold by the Biden family. His family's foreign influence peddling operation from China to Ukraine and elsewhere sold out to foreign actors, those who were seeking to gain influence and access to Joe Biden and the United States government. Joe Biden was more than a participant in and beneficiary of his family's business. He was an enabler, despite being buffered by a complex scheme to maintain plausible deniability. The only reason any of these international business transactions took place with tens of millions of dollars flowing directly to the Biden family was because Joe Biden was in high office. The Biden family business was Joe Biden, period. Other key players have made this point clear as well. Hunter Biden himself has adamantly stated in a variety of communications, as did another Biden family business associate, Devin Archer, in his testimony last year. Foreign nationals on the other side of these transactions, including from China, Ukraine and Romania, have also explained how and why these transactions took place. Once again, I would call that extensive evidence, as would I, Mr. Bobulinski. Now, the Chinese Communist Party, through its surrogate, China Energy Company Limited, or as you know, CEFC, a CCP-linked Chinese energy conglomerate, successfully sought to infiltrate and compromise Joe Biden 
and the Obama-Biden White House. This process started in the fourth quarter of 2015 and continued through when Joe Biden left office in January of 2017 to March of 2018, when the CEFC Chairman Yi was detained for corruption in China, never to be seen again. Note that on October 21st, 2015, Joe Biden announced that he would not seek the presidency in 2016. It's not a coincidence that CEFC's aggressive approach to the Biden family happened around that same time. It's also not a coincidence that CEFC used the Biden family's weakest link, Hunter Biden, and the promise of large sums of money to the tune of millions of dollars, tens of millions of dollars initially, and eventually the profits from investing billions of dollars in the United States and around the world. Now, before we begin this in-depth testimony under penalty of perjury and charges of obstruction of Congress, I want to highlight a few critically important facts. Number one, Joe Biden was aware of the CEFC transaction. He enabled it, and he had a constitutional responsibility and obligation to the American people to shut it down before it began. This is because CEFC has been identified as a known surrogate of the Chinese Communist Party by the U.S. government and prosecutors in the Southern District of New York as far back as 2016, possibly earlier. I would encourage Congress to gather all of the exact facts and dates because it's clear to me that alarm bells should have been going off in the Obama-Biden White House and that Joe Biden should have been aware that his own administration had red flagged CEFC as a tool of the Chinese Communist Party. This should have made any business transaction with CEFC a non-starter. I personally met with Joe Biden in Los Angeles in May of 2017 multiple times to discuss the broad contours of our business dealings. The only reason Joe Biden met with me privately during the Milken Institute Global Conference and seated me at his head table was because I was a business associate of the Biden family. Number two, Joe Biden's immediate family members were enriched to the tune of tens of millions of dollars from some of our most dangerous adversaries, including the Chinese Communist Party and players from Russia, Ukraine, Romania, Kazakhstan, and other foreign nations and entities. It's my educated belief, dating back to Q clearance briefings I received in the Navy and continuing through recent discussions with experts, that under U.S. corruption laws, political office holders can be held as responsible as the immediate family members who are receiving money directly. This makes common sense, and Americans understand this. The facts are we are going to the facts we are going to discuss today appear to me to present disturbing evidence, which these committees should thoroughly investigate with respect to possible violations by Joe Biden of the Foreign Agents Registration Act, anti-corruption and public integrity statutes, the Foreign Corrupt Policies Act and the Racketeer Influenced and Corrupt Organizations Act, which is RICO. That's what they're trying to get Trump for right now, even though he never did that. Now, the Biden family, Joe's son Hunter and his brother Jim, knowingly and aggressively defrauded me as the CEO of Sinohawk Holdings and as a member of Oneida Holdings LLC at the end of July 2017. 
They put Joe Biden and the rest of the family smack in the middle of a $9 billion transaction between Russia and China involving Qatar, specifically the Qatar Investment Authority, and helped CEFC navigate through various issues before Patrick Ho, a CEFC executive, was arrested for corruption in New York in November of 2017. Joe Biden's status as the head of the family served an enforcement role. For example, when Hunter started deliberately, stated deliberately, that his father Joe was sitting right next to him while demanding immediate payment of the $10 million CEFC had committed to the Biden family, as well as when Hunter demanded CEFC circumvent Sino Hawk Holdings. The the Biden family violated their fiduciary duties to Sinohawk and Oneida as they enriched themselves at the CEFC trough. Number four, the United States law enforcement appears to have been singularly unwilling to speak with me or to hear the facts as we will be discussing them today. I have never been contacted to provide testimony nor asked to speak with anyone connected with Joe Biden's administration, including the Department of Justice, the Federal Bureau of Investigation, the Internal Revenue Service or local law enforcement. That includes U.S. Attorney David Weiss for the District of Delaware or any of the several grand juries I now know were convened after my name became publicly known. On October 23rd of 2020, I voluntarily walked into the Washington field office of the FBI with several phones containing years of encrypted communications between me and numerous members of the Biden family and their associates. That conversation, which was subject to false statement statutes, lasted many hours and was never followed up upon by anyone in government or law enforcement in any way. Rather, when the House Ways and Means Committee recently released the FBI 302 report of that meeting, Hunter Biden's lawyers laughably tried to use a single note-taking error by a junior FBI agent to accuse me, falsely, of lying about my attendance at a meeting with Hunter Biden and CEFC in Miami during that time for other things and did not attend the actual CEFC meeting. I was physically in Miami. I was at that meeting. Hunter Biden's lawyers should focus their energy on the facts and the extensive indictments Hunter is fighting versus creating smoke screens and distractions with their empty threats. I have only told the truth. I continue to tell the truth. I have the facts. And as we will discuss today, I also have the receipts to back them up. I sit here before two of the premier committees of Congress, Oversight and Judiciary. I implore each and every one of you to remove your partisan hats today and focus on one party, the United States of America. I hope your focus will be on a thorough and extensive investigation and exposure of all the facts and evidence and on answering the question of how we as a country allowed the White House to be infiltrated by our most existential adversary, the Chinese Communist Party. I also hope you will hold the the complicit parties, including Joe Biden, accountable for their actions, as well as enact new laws that prevent this kind of deep corruption from ever happening again. God bless America. I am ready for your questions. Boom. I think Tony Bobolinsky is a player in a good way. He's got the receipts. He worked with the NSA. He had clearance. This is going to be good. This is going to be good. 
So obviously, Joe Biden's Department of Justice and the Federal Bureau of Insurrection are not going to be doing anything to bring this stuff to light. It's quite obvious that they have been doing one thing and one thing only covering up and playing defense for Joe Biden and the Biden crime family, which, of course, brings us to the next segment here in the show. Uh, Well, actually, I'm sorry. Let me jump ahead to where that report is. Ah, and here it is. Turns out that the feds have been doing a lot more than just covering for Joe Biden in D.C. or in California or in any of the states where the Biden crime family was operating. Turns out that they also were operating what looked like ballot harvesting and fraudulent rings in places like Atlantic City. This is an update on the story I brought you last week about the ballot stuffing uh, policy, not analyst. What is his title? He was uh, uh, some sort of a consultant, a political consultant. Uh, Craig Calloway, he's been indicted in Atlantic City for the act of procuring, casting and tabulating fraudulent ballots. He'd been doing it apparently for many years. What he would do would be to pay New Jersey residents between 30 and 50 dollars to act as an authorized messenger and request mail in ballots for voters who had never met them. And who likely were never going to vote. These are ballots that are likely going to be attributed to people who are registered to vote, but simply don't get out to vote. Now, if they end up trying to go vote, they're going to be told they've already cast a ballot and they're going to have to cast a provisional ballot. But for every person who doesn't come out and vote, that is a guaranteed vote for whoever Mr. Calloway was stealing that ballot for. Uh, the crime that we're talking about here was during the 2022 midterm, but Mr. Calloway has been active in the, the Atlantic City area for many years. Uh, he was paid $65,500 by Representative Jeff Van Drew for the strategic consent Consulting services that he received. Uh, also, Van Drew had previously paid Callaway's firm $110,000 for his services in the 2020 election as well. So Callaway is facing up to five years in prison and $250,000 if convicted. And again, this is not his first conviction. Back in 2006, he admitted to accepting $36,000 in bribes from a contractor who he was helping to get contracts with Atlantic City. And then again in 2008, while he was still in prison on the first charge, he admitted to be being guilty in a blackmail scheme that targeted another Atlantic City councilman. But this is where the FBI comes in, because it turns out that Craig Calloway, for the last 25 years, has been working for the Federal Bureau of Investigation. The people of Atlantic City do not have a very high opinion of Mr. Calloway. And the question now becomes... How and what was Craig Calloway working for the FBI during that 25-year period? Was he simply wearing a wire and setting up other people to get them to flip so then the FBI could use them? Was he potentially using his ballot harvesting skills to get whoever the FBI wanted to be elected in that area uh, on the ballot and then make sure that they had the most ballots and votes for them. Uh, perhaps the FBI was the one actually running this ballot harvesting operation, and that's why Mr. Calloway was able to get away with it for as long as he did. Maybe Mr. Calloway got to the end of his alleged 
contract with the FBI, and the FBI said, ah, you know what, we're just going to charge him again, and then once we got him in a noose, then uh, we'll be able to control him, and we'll have him continue to do whatever we want to do. Mr. Craig Calloway is the type of man who is a career criminal, and the FBI, the Federal Bureau of Insurrection, is a career criminal organization as well. So I would not put them past doing any of these things. Unfortunately, having rats in your stable is just the way law enforcement works. They're going to use people, criminals, who are going to commit crimes and who want to have the protection of law enforcement to be able to do it. It is unreasonable to believe that during 25 years of acting as an informant for the FBI, that the FBI had no knowledge of Craig Calloway's ballot-stealing activities. It is more likely that the FBI was fully aware of the ballot-stealing activities, and they allowed it to go on because Mr. Calloway was getting the right people, quote-unquote, elected. Uh, And it also gave the FBI an in to compromise whoever those elected officials would be. Let's say you are someone like Jeff Van Drew. You want to get elected. You come to Mr. Calloway. You ask him, you say, hey, I hear you're good with getting out the vote. He says, all it's going to take is 110,000 and I will get you these this many votes. Well, there's no way that you can actually predict uh, with a, a, a level of certainty how many votes you're going to be able to secure for someone. Unless, of course, you have the master list of who votes and who doesn't and, of course, who's registered and doesn't show up. Because then you can say, well, if I hire this number of people at $40 a pop average, we'll say, then I can guarantee you this number of votes because I know we have this many to pull from. The FBI knows that person, that political, that politician just paid Craig Calloway to get those votes. If Craig Calloway is successful, well, he's just given that information to the FBI. The FBI now has a congressman in their pocket who's going to do what? Who's going to vote the way that they want? Who's going to impeach the politician that they want? Who's going to pass the bills that they want? Who's going to send funding to Israel and Ukraine exactly like they want and, uh, and, and ultimately help the deep state to remain in their position of power. The FBI is a corrupt organization and they have no leg to stand on when it comes to this stuff. And there's also more in regards to this. It's not just the FBI. You guys know this. This is virtually the entirety of the federal government and and especially under the current regime. Okay, Um, Rumble won't let you put KKK in the chat. That's interesting. Yeah, Creighton says he gets stuff done. Yeah, he definitely gets stuff done. All right. Uh, He doesn't get the good stuff done. He only gets the uh, the criminal stuff done. And I just want to reiterate here. Mr. Calloway, 25 years employed by the FBI. All of those 25 years doing exactly what he did and what he's now been charged with. It's not new. Okay, this is it. This is a a song as old as time, A, 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 a tale as old as rhyme. Anyways, he knew what he was doing. The FBI knew what he was doing. The FBI told us that the election of 2020 was the most secure election in modern history. Let me just remind you, the FBI also was aware of GBI strategies 
operating in Michigan, pulling a similar ballot harvesting operation, uh, getting fake voter registration cards to be uh, uh, submitted to the clerks of smaller counties all around the state so that they could then collect those ballots and then use those mail-in ballots to vote for whichever candidate was paying. The FBI knew about that. The FBI killed that investigation. The state police of Michigan knew about that. They couldn't do anything because the FBI killed the investigation. The secretary of state, the attorney general, the governor likely of the state of Michigan all knew about that investigation. But what do you think the chances are that GBI Strategies is the Craig Calloway of Michigan and helped all of those people get into their positions of power? Well, it's not the only way that they cheat, okay? We know that this is a uh, uh, multi-layered attack vector that they have here. The mail-in ballots for unlikely-to-vote people uh, is, is one method. The fake registrations for people who don't exist, that's another weapon. Um, and we also know that the electronic voting machines themselves, that's another attack vector right there. Uh, in the election of 2020, which again, CISA, FBI, uh, pretty much every voting company, they all told us it was the most safe and secure election in modern history. Well, We have new documents that have just been revealed uh, from a FOIA request uh, by the same journalist who's done the incredible work on GBI strategies and the cover-up in Michigan. And it reveals that on Election Day, uh, CISA, Dominion, ESNS, ERIC, the FBI, a whole host of leftist organizations, CTCL, Mark Zuckerberg's organization, even Democrat state officials, they all got together for a Zoom call On Election Day in 2020, and what do you want to bet they talked about? Do you think they talked about fortifying the election? Do you think they talked about making sure that their guy got in? I would love to have been a fly on the wall in that phone call. But there are going to be a number of new documents coming out from these FOIA requests that have just been revealed to Yehuda Miller. But the election, of course, was billed by the Democrat Party, Joe Biden, and anybody who would be willing to lie to you as the most secure election in modern history. Now, that's despite the article that came out in Time magazine afterwards where they said, we didn't steal the election, we fortified it. We fortified it. But we all know that this wasn't a safe and secure election. We all know that there were many different methods of thievery that took place on that day. And of course, in the days after, because there's no such thing as election day anymore. Remember, they tell us there's election week, there's election month. We do have a little bit of an idea of what is going to be contained in these FOIA requested documents. And we know that these documents are going to prove that statements made by Chris Krebs, and remember he was the leader of, of CISA, these statements that he made under oath are certainly now going to be proven to be false, uh, and that the statements he made clearly were not accurate, that his efforts to dissuade the American people from going down that rabbit hole of election fraud, uh, it was a lie. It was all a big lie. So this 
call that was scheduled was actually scheduled by CISA, which, of course, is the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency. They called it on Election Day. CISA, if you'll remember, describes itself as an operational lead for federal cybersecurity and the national coordinator for critical infrastructure security and resilience. That means keeping a death grip on all of that technology to ensure that things go smooth the way that you want them. The real truth is, though, since its founding, CISA has pretty much become this uh, sinister and politicized organization. But when they started back in 2018, they were originally meant to be an ancillary agency specifically designed to protect critical infrastructure. They would guard against cybersecurity threats. They would keep the nation and its infrastructure safe. But since 2018, it's kind of grown into this cancerous tumor, a nerve center of the federal government's domestic surveillance and censorship operations on social media. They were featured heavily in the Twitter files. But by 2020, uh, they were using those Twitter files or the the practices in those Twitter files to censor social media posts and different accounts. Remember, they were fighting disinformation on social media platforms. That was now their brand new mission. By God, love them. In 2021, they had that formal miss, dis, and mal information team, the MDM team. And then in 2022 and 2023, after a growing public response, a lot of criticism that was being hurled at CISA and their unconstitutional behavior, they decided to camouflage their activities. They actually changed up a little bit, and they now claim that they only act in a purely informational role. All they do is put the information out, and then those other groups, they can do with that information as they will. They would never tell a non-governmental organization to get your account deleted or banned. They would never tell a non-governmental organization to go to Twitter and say that this account is spreading mis- and disinformation. Let's take away all their sources of income so that they don't want to do this work anymore. Uh, but the plaintiffs in the case that's currently taking place in Missouri, where the Gateway Pundit and a number of organizations are, uh, are, are actively suing the Biden regime, uh, it's all about going after that censorship apparatus and, and helping to make sure that the federal government is not going to be in a position to infringe upon our speech, the speech of all Americans now, again, or at any point in the future. But CISA is a pivotal part of that case. So. This private meeting was held on November 3rd, 2020 at 3.30 p.m. Eastern Time, and it was uh, brought together to include select members of a secret election security initiative. I wonder how many Republicans or just how many conservatives were on that secret election security initiative. Probably none. But this was an exclusive meeting that was comprised of CISA officials and their election partners, their exclusive election partners. It was held late in the day on Election Day, reportedly lasted for an hour. They were more than likely meeting to see how things had progressed throughout the day. There was still going to be several more hours of voting. And if they needed to inject additional votes in this uh, precinct or that precinct, well, then they could say, hey, you know, 
know, we're going to be ready at this time to go ahead and get it on record. Uh, the list from the email that went out inviting all these people, there are over 200 names on it. It's made up of uh, government entities, private businesses, media outlets. There's at least one tech giant. There was also a, a curious mix of the, the actual people behind the uh, machines themselves, people from Dominion, ESNS, Eric, the, the, the group that handles the voter registration list so they know how many ballots they can inject into the system. Amazon was there. Runbeck Election Services, they're the people who printed up the ballots and then who actually handled the ballots in both Georgia and Arizona. The place, the same place that had no chain of custody allowing us to determine if there were any ballots injected into that system. They also had Microsoft. Seidel, do you remember Seidel? I bet you do. There was also a number of Secretary of States. Uh, I would assume that that would probably be the Arizona Secretary of State, the Michigan Secretary of state. There was also members of the Associated Press and, of course, leftist groups showing up. Some of the high-profile people included in this call, Jennifer Morrill, she was with the Elections Group, Ryan Macias with the Lafayette Group, Eric Coomer, you remember Eric Coomer, don't you, with Dominion? Uh, and also Jocelyn Benson, uh, who is, of course, the controversial Michigan Secretary of State. But we have several pages inviting people in. Around 250 people were on that call. Uh, and uh, it should be noted that although there were liberal groups on the list, they can't find a single conservative group that were invited to join this call. Uh, here we have a few of the groups included in the call. Eric, again, Eric is that voter roll system that's used in 23 states. This is allegedly to clean up voter rolls. But what it actually does is it makes sure that those voters who are not going to vote are going to be waiting in the wings. Uh, in, in Wisconsin specifically, Eric has put together a list of over 7 million registered voters. Let me clue you guys in on something. There are less than 4 million eligible voters in the state of Wisconsin. So the idea that there are nearly double that on the voter rolls, you know something is really, really wrong. Now, Eric ended up hiring the Wisconsin state election leader, Sarah Witt, after she performed her work in Wisconsin. And today, the Eric founder uh, turns out he was also sharing information from Eric with uh, Mark Zuckerberg and his organizations, organizations like CTCL. Uh, also, Runback Election Services, that again is that Arizona company delivering ballots to 24 states for three different elections, presidential preference elections, primaries, and the general elections. And of course, as normally happens, this ballot printing company also plays a role in examining and counting the ballots in Maricopa County, Arizona, also in Georgia as well. There have been a number of allegations that uh, Runback Election Services has too much responsibility with not enough accountability. I've talked about Runback on so many different occasions. Then, of course, the Associated Press, I mean, they just wanted to destroy Donald Trump. They're not going to do anything to help out any conservative candidates. Amazon, I don't understand why Amazon was on the call. Maybe because there's election information running through their cloud servers and we needed to make sure that it could be intercepted so they could doctor it in some way. Here we go with the leftist organizations. Democracy Works. This is a uh, a left-wing get-out-the-vote group. They do these voter participation drives. So they would get together 
Uh, they would round up as many people as they could to vote, not unlike the people at GBI Strategies. But I don't know how valid the uh, the uh, voter registrations are that Democracy Works is able to put together. But they were actually invited by CISA to be on this call as well. And they're funded by the Pritzker Family Fund. You might remember the name Pritzker. That's J.B. Pritzker, the governor of Illinois. His brother runs that family fund. And then there's also Pierre Omidyar's Democracy Fund. Pierre Omidyar, if I'm not mistaken, was one of the founders of PayPal. He hates Donald Trump. Uh, we also have the founder of Craigslist, Craig's Newmark's Charitable Fund, his organization was there. Uh, Quadrivian Foundation. They're linked to Rudolph or yeah, Rupert Murdoch's left wing son. And then uh, his name is James Murdoch and his wife, Catherine. Uh, and then, of course, Dominion, the infamous, uh, the, the seventh ring of hell when it comes to election equipment. Uh, this is the company that so many people have brought attention to since the 2020 elections. And of course, Professor J. Alex Haldeman demonstrated in that Georgia court, not that that long ago that he could hack a Dominion machine with little more than a ballpoint pen. Doesn't seem like that's too secure to me. And since Eric Coomer was allegedly on another Zoom call saying that he had done something to ensure that Donald Trump would not win the election, I find it highly suspect that he would also be on this call with CISA and a whole bunch of other government and private organizations. Uh, we also had no link on the call. They're an electronic poll book company, Microsoft. Uh, there were five employees of Microsoft on the call. Smartmatic and ESNS, just as bad as Dominion. And then Voting Works. This is another left-wing nonprofit. They are actually a provider of voting machines and open source election verification software. Wouldn't trust them as far as I could throw them. But they were created in side of a left-leaning Center for Democracy and Technology, like an incubator. Uh, and their major donors are essentially made up of left-wing uh, foundations, uh, the George Soros uh, Open Society Foundation, the Ford Foundation, and the MacArthur Foundation. That's only a small peek into who was on this call. Obviously suspicious enough, but when you understand that there was no one there representing another point of view, there were no uh, right-wing organizations that are dedicated to election integrity, those people are all shut out, you have to ask yourself, for what reason would they have to keep that sort of political viewpoint out of the conversation? Uh, well, when you understand that these same groups were willing to undermine the American election system to ensure that Donald Trump would not remain in the White House, I think we answered the question for ourselves. All right, you guys, we are going to call it a day there. I want to thank everybody for hanging out with us today. Uh, we have almost 4,000 people watching over on Rumble and only 650 likes. There are two dislikes. Thank you very much for the views regardless. All right. So uh, let me jump on over here to our friends at the foxhole pilled.net. And let me just say, please. Uh, and thank you. Well, please, thank you for being here. And thank you so much for the generous support that I see over here. I also need to say thank you on cash app. And check to make sure that you're still subscribed to the show, guys, because apparently uh, Rumble is 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 
unsubscribing people. I, I need to try to call somebody at Rumble and see if I can get them to see what the heck's going on. Um, Alan, Alan Gross. Thank you so much, Alan. I appreciate it. Uh, no message, just a $5 donation. I appreciate you, man. Thank you for that. Uh, so let me say, uh, Asty Ball, thank you very much for the cookie. Lou Ann V, thanks for that phone. Thick Ray says, uh, oh my God. Thanks, Red Pill 78. This is bullshit. Hashtag the truth is loose. Yeah, you can't stop the truth. The truth is coming at you like a freight train. Porpoiseful. Thank you for the cookie. Raisin Cane, one half of the Cane family. Thank you so much for being here, Raisin Can. Dropping that cookie. Appreciate you. Uh, Amen. Good to see you, Amen. Uh, love each other as I have loved you. There is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. Amen. You know, this is not simply another four-year election. We're not just fighting to make sure that Donald Trump gets into the White House. I mean, this is a fight for the future of America, the future of humanity, as far as I'm concerned, because if they are successfully able to completely take over this once great nation, subjugate its people and ensure that we become a third world nation and that China rises to the top of the heap in terms of power and prosperity, then America is never going to uh, return to its uh, its glory days. Uh, I want to make sure that this nation remains for future generations, and I want to make sure that we get to live our lives out in the sort of uh, the, the the realm of American dreams that were promised to us. You know, the the reasons that our country was founded. You know, to maintain that liberty, to uh, allow us to have the right to freedom of speech and freedom of expression, freedom uh, to gather and and to you know be a. a, a Free from unlawful search and seizures. I mean, there's so many different things, but we were made to be special among nations. And one of those special things is that we believe our rights come from God. They do not come from man. They do not come from the queen. Hold on. I actually have prepared something rather special. Let me... The British royal family are descended from a reptilian bloodline. They're the descendants of ancient hybrids between reptilian aliens and humans. Queen Elizabeth is a lizard. That's right. Anyways, I thought that was so funny. Uh, I I, uh, I found this guy's song. It's literally, it's called Queen Elizabeth is a Lizard. And I'm sorry, I forgot his name. It's like ultra something or other. I'll find it and I'll give, I'll, I'll put a link in the description. I'll share it out there. I will share it out there on Telegram as well. Um, but yes, you know, we are fighting for a lot more than just another four-year election. And we need to start thinking about this in terms of that long game. Because believe me, the other side, they have thought about every possible path that can be taken. We need to surprise them, guys. We need to surprise them. So thank you, Eamon. Thank you to Sean Joe for dropping two cookies. Thank you to Mighty Patriot for dropping a pair of shades. And Tomcat, it looks like you got uh, pilled working, but I still haven't seen you over there on Rumble, and I don't know what the hell is going on with you not being able to comment on my channel. So I'm glad to see you, buddy. He says, another awesome show. Thank you, Zach. All right. Thank you, guys. I appreciate all of you. Um, I think that's going to be it. Let me go ahead and pass out these gold pills. And uh, hopefully I will see you tomorrow at 5 p.m. Eastern right here for another episode of Red Pill News Live. If I don't see you then, maybe I'll see you at 9 p.m. on Badlands Media for another episode of Altered State with myself and one Mr. Brad Getz. And uh, if I don't see you then, I'll be back on Thursday and then I'm back on Friday and Saturday. So I love you guys. Thanks for being here. 
Good luck and God bless. We'll see you. And if I just can find out where I put my end screen, where the heck is the end? Um, oh, there it is. Okay, bye.
When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new e-books titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. www.fighterflare.com. Order now.